Mixer.com slash DCTV Podcast. Welcome to another special DC Podcast episode featuring several of your favorite co-hosts of your favorite DC Podcast on on, the, on this network. I'm one of your hosts, Annie B. I'm the host of The Flash Podcast and the, the moderator of this network. And tonight I'm joined by a lot of awesome special people. So first up, we have from The Flash Podcast and Little Smart Podcast, Miss Amy Marie Hipponowski. Hi, how are you doing tonight, Amy? Good evening. Good evening. Welcome <laughs> to the haunted man. No, I'm kidding. Hi. <laughs> Super stoked to finally talk about the Flash trailer and all the news we learned about Legends. Super excited to dive back in. Awesome. And also joining us from Legends of Mar Podcast is Ms. Kat Calamia. So, Kat, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. Hey. Hey. And also joining us is um, one of the hosts of Supergirl Radio, the second fastest superhero in the DC universe, Miss Rebecca Johnson. Rebecca, how are you doing tonight? I don't know why you keep stating that as yeah, a I don't, fact. That has I don't not been proven. We, we had a clash on our crossover episode back in April, and it's like, I won't let go till she admits that Barry won. But, you know, it, know it, it's, it's not. It's not a proven fact yet. It's still open for debate. Sure, Jen. Uh, sure. But but I'm but I'm doing well, and I'm excited yeah. to talk about all the things we saw at San Diego. Really, we're really happy to have you here. And also joining us is Mr. Blaze Hopkins from iZombie Radio. So, Blaze, how are you doing tonight? Yo, what's up? Yo. I'm doing good. Tired, yeah. but uh, excited to talk some Comic-Con. Is this your first live show? Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations, you've officially lost your uh, live radio virginity card or whatever. And so on, just like Adam did on our charity event. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm bad with jokes. Feels good. Sorry. Feels good, man. It does feel very good, especially when you do it with the right people, because think of us as your protection. Anyway, so we're going to talk about, <laughs> we, you know, we're all still recovering from the wonder that is San Diego Comic-Con. This was a big year for, for Warner Brothers Television, as well as one of his pictures with all the moods and so on. So we have a lot of things to discuss because a lot of stuff happens. So we're going to talk some TV first. We're going to jump into Flash and Legends tomorrow because Miss Amy Marie was there reporting that everything that happened on those panels as well as live tweeting the best stuff ever, including one amazing tap dance by two amazing Flash actors. So we're going to turn it to Amy and we're going to ask... Uh, Kind of have her do a summary of the the panel and uh, and more. So, Amy, um, overall, how do you feel about uh, let's start with the flashback. How do you feel about it in, in as a whole? Well, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself at the Flash panel. I think that this cast is always presenting themselves in a really fun, inviting way. And so everybody who was there had a really good time. And I tried to do my best to, to live tweet as much. So, I mean, I knew that there were people who, who couldn't get in. There were people in line who'd been in line for hours who weren't able to get in. And I, I felt so bummed because they did some really cool stuff. So let's start with the trailer. Uh, and we'll kind of, we can all join in on this. That Flashpoint trailer, you guys, you guys, you guys, I am super stoked. So I was, I have been looking forward to this trailer for the longest time I know that a lot of us have, especially because we've known for a few weeks now that they were going to be doing Flashpoint and that they've been filming for a week and a half and that we were going to get some new footage, which we did not get last year. So not only did we get some new footage, but we learned a whole lot about what this season is going to bring. And I think the biggest thing that we learned, there's a couple big things that we learned. If I'm going to break down the trailer to kind of, I don't know, the top five moments. First one, we learned that Barry Allen still has his speed and the particle accelerator explosion still happens. Now, historically, in the Flashpoint comic, 
Barry Allen does not have his speed. But given how often they've done that the past two seasons where Barry doesn't have a speed, I think that it's probably a really wise decision that they didn't go forward with that because they'd be like, oh, great, Barry doesn't have a speed again. Wonderful. So I, I fully agree with that decision. The second thing we learned that was heartbreaking and you could actually feel, you, you could feel the pain in the room when we find out that Barry and Iris don't know each other. They have interacted once or twice. Barry has worked with Joe, but Joe and Barry have no connection. In fact, they are f- so far away from the relationship they have now. that Again, you can feel the hearts in the room just break. Everybody just crumbled into 10,000 pieces on the floor. Barry doesn't know Iris. Joe and Barry don't get along. And that is devastating. So yeah, you've got Barry's parents alive. But at the same time he's lost that relationship that he has with Joe and Iris. And I can't imagine that Barry is too incredibly thrilled with that. Another thing we learned three months, this, we learned this at the panel, three months have passed. Barry has been living in this altered timeline for three months. So by the time we get back to him in the in the series, he's already made all these connections to the things that have been going wrong. Fourth thing we learned uh, reverse Flash, like the legit Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne is back, and he's a bad guy uh, naturally, but he kind of turns the tables and he says, Barry by the way, you're actually the villain boom <laughs> and then uh, I think the last main thing that's that's crucial to point out is Cisco is completely different, this isn't the usual quirky Cisco that we get to know they talked about this in the panel they asked Carlos, and they're like okay, so what is Cisco now? What, what did we just see in that trailer? And he describes Cisco as an ostentatious billionaire. All he cares about is money. He reminds me a little bit of Earth 2 Harry, who was willing to capitalize on the metahuman crisis. And it seems to me that, that Cisco has probably done something very similar. Um, and the thing that they wouldn't reveal was what Cisco's relationship with Caitlin is. All of them kind of sidestepped that question. They just basically said they have an interesting relationship. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, no news on whether Harry or Harrison Wells or Tom Cavanaugh in general is going to come back. But uh, I think those were the, the big main things that we learned during those panels, as well as the fact that Eobard Thawne will be coming back and uh, that, oh, something that stuck out to me besides the tap dancing <laughs> is that Jesse L. Martin, someone asked uh, Jesse L. Martin and Grant Gustin, if they intend to make us cry every time they have a scene together. And they said, no, but that a lot of the chemistry that shows up on screen between Joe and Barry is a direct result of the chemistry that Jesse and Grant have together. And of course I'm sitting there just kind of, you know, trying to hold in the feels and I'm going, Oh, Oh, of course, they actually love each other upset. And I'm just like falling apart right there. So we have a lot coming up this season. I am super stoked. Oh, and last thing. I know I'm just kind of talking, so. No, no, it's fine. You were the one who was there. We didn't want to hear from you, you know, because we didn't get to be there. Last thing, I did post some pictures on the Flash podcast page. Like, the pictures of the whole panel, (laughs) this stuff got the retweeted the most. It's a picture of Tom and Grant looking like they're about to make out. And I told you I would tell you guys the story behind those photos. So a, a fan had asked if they could be on any other DC TV show 
what show would they want to be on? So they're all going down the line. Most of them said Supergirl. And then it gets to Tom Cavanaugh, who's sitting right next to Grant Gustin, and Tom says The Walking Dead. And and people are like, no, 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 we mean DC TV show. So Grant gets up well, real close next to his face. He's like, no, no, they meant, they meant DC TV show. And they do that thing where they're faking like they're really thinking about it. But as Grant Gustin is like right next to his ear, I'm snapping these photos and I post them. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like they're about to make out. Like, that's what it looks like. It's literally just Grant Gustin whispering in his ears and them being all dramatically theatrical. But it looks like they're going to make out. This is great. And then it got retweeted like 10,000 times. Yeah, so it's been retweeted <laughs> that was cool. It's been retweeted 400 times and favored like 389. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what it was, but because when I saw that, because I was at the ho- uh, at the Hilton Hotel having to watch Amy tweet what she was watching. I'm like, what is going on in that room? Uh, Amy, talk a little about seeing Wally as Kid Flash. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Wally's Kid Flash. That's super stoked. Um, Spoiler alert, everyone. He's Kid Flash, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're seeing him coming up, and I, I would guess that he has probably been around in that universe longer than Barry has. Um, we learned that Flashpoint will affect the other TV shows, but to a limited extent. Legends of Tomorrow-wise, there is going to be limited to no impact because I think Mark Guggenheim said, um, or one of them said, basically because they travel through time, what's happening in this current timeline isn't really relative to them, which makes sense. But then you also have the impact on Arrow, and they went over this a little bit in both panels, both the Arrow and the Flash panel. Apparently the main and really only impact on Arrow is going to be something with Diggle. So something's happened with Diggle, and my... I mean, it's it's going to have something to do with Laurel, would be my theory. So what that is, I don't know. But um, I don't know if this is a sort of situation where we're going we're gonna to be looking at a different way that Laurel died, a different type of death, um, somehow related to Diggle. But maybe maybe we're looking at a more impactful, gosh, that's even, like, Laurel's death really hurt Diggle. But I would be surprised to see if maybe there's something even more. So we'll have to see. But that's kind of the flash flashpoint rundown, yo. Um, you want? Do you have anything about, you want to say about Legend? I mean, they, they didn't show much on Legend. They had only been shooting for one day, but they did announce some cool characters coming to the show. Yeah, and Kat, I know that you've been up to date on this. So do you kind of want to tell us about who we're going to see? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, we're going to see the Legion of Doom, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, so it seems like for this show, it's going to be Reverse Flash, um, Damian Dark, and Malcolm Merlin. And I'm like, all right, that's that's exciting because we, I mean, we've talked about it throughout the Legends Tomorrow podcast that we, you know, we didn't love, um, we didn't we didn't love uh, or the villain from season one. So we're I'm excited to see villains that were, have been really um, developed throughout you know other shows to come into this show and I think that's something it needs and then of course you have um, the Just Society of America and you know how that's gonna play out uh, the announcement that Stargirl is gonna be in the show yes. I'm so stoked um, out of all the JSA characters that's the one I wanted and I, I had a feeling they would do because of Jeff Johns because if you guys don't know the background story, um, Stargirl is based on Jeff John's um, sister who passed away, um, you know, a couple of years ago. So, uh, you know, it's a it's a character very close to his heart. So that's why you do see like Stargirl on Smallville and like other projects is because he really always pushes the character. So I'm very happy about that. 
but I'm I'm stoked for Legends. How about you, Amy? Are you are you really stoked for it? Yeah, and you hit it right on the mark. Season one, we just felt like we had a lack of a compelling villain. And season two, I think the benefit of us having villains that we already know is that we're going to get a compelling villain. And I, for me, I feel that the thing that Legends was missing, um, if you have this really big team, I think in many ways you need a really big villain. And Vandal Savage just didn't cut it for us. So I like the idea of there being a team villain and of there being Malcolm Merlin and uh, Katie Lotz in the panel. She brought up a really good point. She's like, uh, I literally want to kill all of these guys. <laughs> because... No, you forgot someone. You did forget a certain, another member that's going to be part of Legion of Doom. Who else is going to be part of Legion of Doom? Captain Reverse Gold. Was that announced? Oh, no, yeah. That was not confirmed. That's yeah. I, I, I read recaps everywhere that they said Captain Cold. Uh, he said that Captain Cold. So the it, it's all about the vocal inflection. Because the way he said it, the, yes, the it local. totally sounds like <laughs> the, he's going to be a part of the Legion of Doom. However, I mean, it makes sense. It totally makes sense that he would be part of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, but and I think our, um, our podcast is going to be very happy to see Captain Cold again. Maybe not as a villain, but happy to see him. Well, because we know that he has the capacity for good. Exactly. But he might be, like, working undercover or something. I could see that. Amy, you were talking about that they had said that that Legends was going to have a minor to almost nothing effects from Flashpoint. I think we're looking at it. I think it's Captain Cole. That's why it's not so noticeable because, you know. No, no. I think think what that means is that, that overall... We can we can just pretend that Flashpoint doesn't happen on Legends. Like I don't think that there there's going to be no lasting effect unless there's something related to Laurel. I really don't expect there to be any. I don't expect there to be any point where we're like, oh, but wait a second, on the Flash that happened. So how is this happening? I don't think we're ever going to see that. I think that this is just gonna. It's gonna be. It's the closest to a standalone series that DC TV has. I'm also super stoked that. We're going back to fight the Nazis. I know that this storyline is so overdone. Like, the Man in the High Castle is doing it. Star Trek Enterprise did it. But it's one of my favorite time travel alternate universe paradoxes. The idea of what had happened if the Nazis had taken over. What had happened if America had lost. If the Nazis had won. What would that world be? Depending on what political party you are, you can talk about modern day. But I'm sorry, what I didn't hear that. There, that's <laughs> sorry, that was me mumbling about certain political stuff that's going on in America at the moment. But that's a very fascinating idea. So I'm super stoked about the fact that they're having a World War II related plot line for season two. I'm super stoked about that. Um, now, also, before we go on, we, we do have another host joining us. Uh, it's also from iZombie Radio, Sean Carpenter. Welcome to the live show. How are you doing tonight? Uh, exhausted. I had to run to my car after work and then drive as fast as I can here, and now I'm here. Life is tough sometimes. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay, so let's, let's just also go around the table and, the, the, you know, the literal table, we want to call that, and see what everyone else thinks. Uh, Rebecca, I know you weren't there, but what are your thoughts about, um, you know, everything we heard about Flash as well as Legends Tomorrow? I'm really excited about Flash. I thought the trailer was great. I really loved, uh, I know Amy talked about it, the the idea that maybe Flash would be portrayed as the villain this season. I, I thought that that was a, an interesting idea, and I, I love villains, so the, to, to see Reverse Flash again is is really cool. Um, I I don't 
watched Legends, so I don't really have an opinion on that. But the idea that the Legion of Doom is coming, that might actually get me to watch. Because <laughs> I think that's a cool idea. And I, like I said, I love villains, so that should be fun. And I was wondering if that was also partially why Katie Cassidy has that new deal. Um, because if Malcolm Merlin has that deal and um, Wentworth Miller has that deal, is Black Siren going to be a part of the Legion of Doom. So I, I think that could be a lot of fun. So that actually makes me want to watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, That's a good point, Rebecca. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Blaze, what, what are your thoughts on Flash and Legends? Um, I'm really pumped for Flash because Flashpoint is a great story and I think it'll be really fun to watch Barry get thrown into this different world and I like the idea that they're picking up three months into it, so you know we can we don't really have to deal with the shock factor necessarily, and it'll be fun to watch how he operates day to day, starting out because you know he's obviously trying to get a grip on how to fix things. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun to have reverse flashback in it because I think it'll create a neat dynamic. Um, that's different from what we've seen on the show where, you know, Barry will sort of like, this is the only person that really knows what's going on yet. It's his arch nemesis. So that'll be really fun. Um, and then legends I'm really intrigued by, I think it'll be neat to see the incorporation of multiple villains because that I like that idea better than what we got with Vandal Savage. Um, at least from a week-to-week standpoint, because I think this the Legion of Doom opens up more opportunities to, I guess, incorporate surprises week-to-week, you know, if we don't necessarily know who's going to be incorporated, and there's more variables uh, in Legends, I guess I would say, which is what I'm the most excited for. And Sean? Um... I'm just excited for it all. I mean, I don't really have any specific points. I just fanboyed while watching both trailers and just kind of, or was it? No, they were more like first looks, but uh, Flash, I'm just, I just really like want to see how that day to day, how he sort of deals with now his family's here. He hasn't like, he hasn't been with his family for years because dad's in prison, mom's dead. And now he has a chance to have a sort of relationship with them. And I want to see how that relationship is different than that that he had with Joe and Iris. Um, And then in terms of legends, uh, just the fact that they're bringing in more, like, I mean, they're not really super big names, but they're, like, big names in what they are in the JSA. And uh, it's just... I just want to see what sort of time travel mishaps they get into because they're going to. Someone's <laughs> going to goof up and Rip is just going to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Rip, Speaking he- of Rip, um, we, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Flash podcast people, got a chance to go to the CW BuzzFeed uh, shindig after Comic-Con on Friday night. No big deal. And no big deal. Promise. We got a, we got a chance to talk to Arthur Darville who plays Rip Hunter. 
And he's all chatting. We're just chatting. And we tell him, you know, we do Legends of Tomorrow podcast. He's like, oh, I used to listen to that. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And he says that he used to listen to it. He listened to season zero so he could learn about all the characters. And I was like, oh, God, okay, he only listened to season zero. Because if he listened to season one, he's just listening to us every episode, ripping on rip. Ripping on rip. And he's listening live (laughs) right now. And he's wondering, what the hell did I... Yeah, I mean, I mean... I I I was... I literally went into panic mode for a second. I was like, oh, my God, he listened to us literally rip on his character the whole season. Well, you know what? I actually have a hashtag. You know what I I mean, though? (laughs) Is that he's an... You know what I mean, mean, though, Amy? Is that he's an actor that can take criticism and so on. Because, you know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with his performance. It's the writing that has been... problematic uh which they all fully admitted in the panel like just casually but they all basically talked about um how they know that season one felt disjointed and that the villain was hard to connect with and things like that and one of the things that they had mentioned someone asked about the future of the hawks and mark guggenheim basically said look we love the hawks don't count them out but right now their story is done and honestly i think it takes a a big writer so to speak to admit that to say look we have reached a point where the story not only doesn't contribute but it actually detracts from the overall enjoyment of the show so i i appreciate that they said that and they understood that and that again as much as we love the hawks we don't continue to have characters who we feel maybe aren't giving us a whole lot of justice well oh, no pun <laughs> it's all right we love puns here uh, i just wanted to give my two cents on some of these things uh, i will start with legends and uh, i'm excited to see captain cold back as a villain because that's what i actually prefer uh, i don't think we're gonna see him again as a hero he's if anything an anti-hero that you that, you know i as much as i love is it canary captain or is it captain canary captain canary captain canary <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did ship nick they're weird shipmates. They're, you know, they just need to be sure. I don't think we're ever gonna see the season one Captain Cold again. We're, you know, I think how he comes back to life. Hashtag Flashpoint. It's probably gonna have make be him be. It's gonna be a rogue again, maybe with some good sides, but mostly bad as well. Because I love what we got of Captain Cold season one, but I'm actually missing the fact that we don't get to play with the rogues on the Flash because. CW had to go ahead and order another spinoff. Uh, I mean, I almost think it's good that the, that, that the people at the panel almost like apologize because you know, to, not to, not to rip on uh, on Legends. See what I did there? Uh, um, <laughs> Legends is a great concept, but it is difficult to execute. And season two, I mean, I'm hopefully season two. I mean, Legends is a great show. I mean, it's greater than you know. Some of that, some other DC show that we we we, we won't go in there. Yeah, we won't. We won't. We won't, we won't, we won't, we won't touch that. Yeah, we won't. Touch, <laughs> no one will touch that. But yeah, so. uh, you can listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We are very thoroughly. I think we're. I think we're excellently educationally critical of the show, but we also I, I we are too. Yeah, so yeah, listen to the podcast. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to discourage it. I was kind of refer- referencing Arrow that you know that you know. I mean, even though Legend had his problems. No way! You were talking about Arrow this whole time. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys should know it better. But no, but I'm excited to see Legion of Doom. I think, like, I think Amy said this uh, that it's going to be fun to see you know a villainous team versus a heroic team and so on. Because, because as great as Vandal Savage was, I mean, I thought Vandal Savage was good. It might feel more logical to have. A team of villains. Plus, you know, it might it will be fun to see Matt Letcher on Legends. We, you know, we see John. I mean, I, th- I think Rebecca and I were still wondering, you know, since they announced like John being on all the shows, we were like, you know, why does you know he get he get to go on? But then, you know, before we knew that Laurel was 
coming back or whatever. Uh, I don't, by the way, I don't think she is, um, I don't think she's going to be evil. Uh, I actually think, here's what I think about the Kate, whole Katie Cassidy news. On Arrow, she's going to play Earth 1 Laurel in flashbacks, because season 5, this is the year when Arrow's going to try to get home, and we, if there's still a continuity within Arrow, technically he's going to try to get home because he wants to, go, he wants to come home to Laurel. Um, but, you know, there's always times for retcons, and we've seen that seen that before on Arrow. Um, I think on Flash, she will be playing Earth 2 Laurel again, who I think is going to become the new Black Canary. On Supergirl, I think that's where she's... I think Laurel Earth from Earth 2 is going to head over to Supergirl once they've merged universes, because Melissa Benoit at Comic-Con was kind of like, I really want to work with Black Canary. She's so cool. And I'm like, someone is trying to plan an idea in our heads. And <laughs> on Legends, I think she's going to play either... Laurel from Earth One in the past, since they're going to be not go going to the future a lot this season, they said, or we're going to see the Earth Two Laurel in the future and kind of get a result of like, well, did she go good or did she go bad? So that's what I think about. But I mean, look, I'm just happy that Katie Cassidy is back because Arrow killing off Black Canary was the biggest mistake any comic television show has ever done before, and I'm glad that they're kind of trying to rectify that. And Speaking of that, because, you know, this is something we're going to, you know, talk about on all the shows. And so how is everyone here feeling about Katie Cassidy now also having one of those contracts? You know, I know, we, you know, Wentworth Miller has a guest recurring contract. Um, John Barrowman and Matt Letcher has a series regular one. Uh, but then we got our first female one. So, so how does everyone feel about Katie coming back as whatever? And uh, let's start with, uh, let's talk with you, Amy. Um, uh, frankly, I think it's too early to talk about because it's similar to Cold. We don't know what capacity we're going to see each character in. Um, are we going to see a future Laurel? Are we going to see a future past Cold? Are we going to see them maybe recruiting from a previously villainized-ish Captain Cold? Um, we don't know what we're going to see. We don't know their motivations. So I think it's probably too early to speculate at this point. I am excited that Katie Cassidy is is going to be returning in some capacity or form. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what it brings. Rebecca, I mean, I've heard you're a fan of Kitty Cats. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure, but are you, are you are you are you at least a little excited? I was torn on it because when I first saw the news, I was like, no, I was free. Um, because when Laurel got killed off Arrow, I stopped watching Arrow, and it was actually great because the only reason I was hanging around Arrow was because of Katie Cassidy and Laurel and Black Canary. And so when she died, I quit Arrow, and my stress level went down. And uh, I was I was free of that show, but now that she's coming back on, maybe I'll have to watch Arrow when she shows up. Um, and I partially I don't want to give the show that satisfaction because the way they treated Black Canary and Laurel and Katie Cassidy was atrocious. And uh, so part of me doesn't <laughs> honestly doesn't want me uh, doesn't want to give them that satisfaction of me coming back and watching the show. But I am excited. Uh, for the opportunity that she could be going on other shows. I really enjoyed her appearances on The Flash. Uh, I think they treat her well well over there. Um, I would love her to come on Supergirl. That's one of the things that I was really hoping for. And then when Arrow killed Black Canary, the <laughs> idea of that went away. So maybe that could be a possibility again. And I think, I think if she went on Arrow as a past season one Laurel, it... I honestly don't think that would be in continuity anymore because they did that. What was the episode in season three, the return or something like that, where Oliver came back from the Island and ended up in star city for like, I don't know, a day or something. some weird episode like that. They retconned that whole situation. Cause when he came back, he wasn't coming back for Laurel. He didn't even like have a reaction to Laurel. 
So I think if they tried to go back and say, oh, yeah, he's trying to get home to Laurel, that would make no sense now. So I, I don't know what capacity she will be coming back in, but I am excited that she'll be around because I think Katie Cassidy is a great actress and they would be wise to use her again in a, 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 a good storyline. Like they make the most of Katie Cassidy. You have a really strong actress, so do something uh, really good for her. That, that would be my hope. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited to see the you know the actress Katie Cassidy return in in some way. But I agree with Amy; it's kind of early to tell what she's going to do. Uh, but whatever she does do, I'm sure she's going to do a good job with, and uh, we're all going to get excited about it. I also want to touch upon what you were saying, Andy, about Captain Cold earlier, um, just because he's also has this kind of similar deal. But I, you know, one thing I I hope that we get to see with him um, is not go totally to the villain route. Because I, I felt like he was a little two-dimensional in Flash, so I hope they could kind of keep that three-dimensionalness that he had in Legends and continue that. If he, if he's going to be more of an anti-hero, I think that would be the best thing. Is just like kind of, I kind of like the way Malcolm kind of sees himself as his own the hero of his own story. I kind of would like to see that with Captain Cold, someone who thinks he's the hero of his own story, but he might do some wrong things to, you know, to. Um, kind of succeed so uh but yeah well going back to katie I, I i'm excited about that too and we'll see hopefully sooner than later hopefully Pia will get her you know surrogate sister back in some way or form yeah I, I hope we could get a cool scene with them if you know that scene's possible um blaze and sean and do you have anything you want to say about katie cassidy um i would say for me it's really just i agree with Amy, like I want to kind of wait and see. Um, I'm glad to have her back, but I guess I'm not really worried about or, or like spe- uh, speculating about what's to come. But I think it'll be fun either way. So I'm just gonna stay in the dark and kind of let it play out. And Sean, for me, uh, I'm excited to see her on three on uh, at least three of the four shows. Not so much on Arrow, because I know they're just not going to treat her the right way. I feel like Flash will treat her the best, and then it'll sort of go down from there until about Arrow, and then Arrow will just be like, oh, here she is. (laughs) You can shut up now, and move on from that. Also, I just want to just point out one thing. All I asked was just if you guys were excited. I never asked if you, you know, like speculation zones. I'm sorry if I, you know, phrased the question wrong, but I didn't like, you know, because I know it, <laughs> you guys are right. Well, it is too early, but I was like, you know, I only asked if you were excited. I I am excited that for it, her to come back. <laughs> I'm excited to see what what Legends will do with her and what The Flash will do with her and maybe even what Supergirl does with her. I just know that she's just going to be in flashbacks more than likely on Arrow and Honestly, that's the weakest part of Arrow for me is those flashbacks. Now, let's move. Now, let's move on to you know some other DC stuff that happened. Before we get to more DC TV stuff, let's talk some DC films because, yeah, Warner Brothers kicked ass with their DC films presentation. Wonder Woman, Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad, of course. Uh, so let's just briefly talk about those. Traders that came out. I mean, I, I don't think there was so much announced at the panels necessarily. So, um, and also, I also want to hear Amy talk about them because I think you went to the Invisible Jet thing on Wednesday, right? 
Yeah, it was the most anticlimactic thing I've ever seen. In my entire, ever, <laughs> at least there was what were you expecting? No, I was literally so I I honestly was expecting like you get to walk in on the bridge of a ship. Like I was expecting the wave rider. I was expecting us to walk in and be able to sit down on like the captain's chair, like from Star Trek. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be like a walkthrough exhibit. We get to go and sit down and because t- they said you get to take a photo in the captain's chair in the press release. So I'm like, oh my god. So I put on like these wicked looking heels and I'm like, I've got the perfect face. I'm gonna just do like total like perfect i don't know like captain face and i'm so stoked no we get there and it's this like small little dinky plexiglass <sighs> half of a plane and it was like <laughs> i kid you not so there were all kinds of press there and we're all you know we're all drinking and admittedly they had some really cool live art that was being created like huge canvas art with spray paints and watercolors that was super fantastic especially because one of the artists was dressed up like straight out of hamilton it was kick ass um and then they go and they they take the sheet wonder woman's invisible jet and they rip the sheet off silence dead (laughs) silence not a single sound did you periscope there are crickets and i hear someone go (laughs) that excited it was really that bad and we're all like all right so back to the open bar it was so anticlimactic, and I feel really bad because the I, I was I had I had pestered the press lady. I'm like, come on, you gotta have more room, right? And she's like, I think I can fit you in. It was only worth it for the free booze and the cool people that I met, admittedly. But um, that's beyond the point. What was the question? And then about the Wonder Woman trailer, uh, but also you know the jet because you were the only one out of it because you you came you you got to the Game of Bloggers thing afterwards. That's why it. you were that's why you were so tall because I was like. She's looking tall. Yes, I was wearing heels because I wanted to get a kick-ass photo of me in Wonder Woman's jet chair. No, no, not worth it. Anyway. Uh, Okay, so what did you think of the Wonder Woman trailer, Amy? You guys, I think we finally have the trailer. and I think we finally have the movie that we've been looking for. Not just as a lady, not just as a superhero show. I think this is going to be a really solid, enjoyable movie. Um, I wasn't in Hall H when they revealed this, but I was over at the DC booth by complete happenstance when they showed the trailer for the first time, right before the cast came out. The feeling in that moment right there was electric. Everybody was stoked. Everybody was cheering. Like the moment where she's down with the shield in the in the middle of the battlefield, someone randomly shouted out, oh, it's Battlefield. And I was like, no, it's not a video game, you guys. It's Wonder Woman. Um <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm really, really, really excited for this film. I think we're going to get a solid film. And I, I'm i just so proud of what DC is finally giving us. Not that I did not enjoy Batman versus Superman. Not that I didn't enjoy uh, what Zack Snyder has done. But there is a distinct powerful feeling that ripples through that whole trailer when you realize that not only is this movie about a woman it is directed by a woman this is this is our fight song so to speak and i think that we have i I think that that we've finally gotten the movie that the dc universe needs to me i have not been as excited about a dc movie as i have been um since the dark knight like this, this to me, I'm I'm so incredibly stoked. What about Justice League? Justice League looked cool, but it looked a little bit disjointed. It 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 reminded me of Legends of Tomorrow. 
this <laughs> reminds me of Flash. That that's what it felt like. It, it felt like Justice League felt disjointed, like a whole bunch of hey, come join my team. Oh, you don't want to join my team because you have weird eyes and talk to fish. That's cool. Um, but Wonder Woman, it looks coherent. It has a story. It has a goal. It has a long term plan, and it's got kick ass characters on every single level with a kick ass director, kick ass writing, and some of those shots, the way that they, the way that she's moving, and just the zooms and the slow motion. I mean, I'm I'm super stoked for this movie. I as a fan. Just cannot wait to go into that theater and flip out. Now, because because you and I we do the platform, we we do have, there's a lot of people have been asking us to address this. Um, what do you think of the flash shoot in the movies? Do you like the super speed? And what do you think of Ezra Miller of the little piece that we got to see? Uh, the suit is interesting. It reminds me of the Adam suit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it looks like the Adam suit. It's interesting. I don't dislike it, but to me, it doesn't seem particularly aerodynamic. However. I uh, I love the way that they approach the speed. They approach the speed a la Quicksilver, as in uh, the Flash, they approach the speed of speed. It is fast, it is sudden, and they have very little slow motion. The moment, the way that they're approaching it in Justice League is very similar, is, is how Barry Allen sees it. So the Flash, the TV show, we are seeing speed as humans see it in justice league we are seeing speed as barry sees it so that bit where he was looking around I mean, he had a whole chance he like looked around he could have could have gone and gotten a latte and come back before that little bat wing thingy bobber bettering what's it called bettering that's it yeah before that hit the wall i mean it it was cool i was really stoked um it's a different kind of barry allen he kind of reminds me of spider-man a little bit um I, I don't know. We have to see. I am not. It's a different Barry Allen than the one that we see on the Flash. That is not a bad thing. I'm excited to see the adaptation. Are you? Am I? Do I wish that it was Grant Gustin? Of course. I love Grant Gustin. I love his iteration of the Flash. But at the same time, I also don't want to see our sweet little Grant Gustin Flash in this universe because I feel like I don't know if he would fit. I like Grant. In, I like that flash in the DCTV universe, and I'm really excited to see what Ezra Miller brings. I'm stoked and excited, and um, I, I, I think I think they're going to do him justice. I, re- I really did not mean to say that. No, it's, it's fine. I mean, I am, you know, I, I want Grant to in the films, and I think he would actually fit in. I mean, I don't see how Ezra fits. I mean, I don't see how he fits in more than Grant would or because they're almost the same age. They're almost portrayed almost the same way. The only thing that's different is that, and this is what I hate, if this if this is really what they're doing, I don't want to see a socially awkward bear that has friends issues. That he's like, well, I, I need friends. It's like no. He's not, that's not, that's not Barry. He's not like, you know, the outcast. He's, you know, he's a regular, you know, he's a regular guy. That's what, that's the appeal of him, you know, at least when I'm reading comics, stuff like that. So I hope that's something they actually make just cut off from his character. But I don't think that's something, I mean, I'm still hesitant about those old Flash movie things. You know, because I feel like by the time the movie comes out, the show will have pretty much done everything that that movie, you know, could have tried to do and so on. Um, the suit looks, I mean... It looks like Daredevil and Arrow, you know, merged their costumes with Adam. Um, I don't like the speed because I like to see this. I don't like that it is. I mean, Amy, you put in a good thing that it's like we're seeing the speed now from Barry's point of view, if that's what they're doing. But what I'm used to seeing the lighting. But when I read a comic or I watch a show, we see the lighting effects running, like you know, from his body. Not that it's delayed. 
that's what I don't like in that trailer. So, and hopefully they change that, but I don't think they will. So, um, I mean, I do think it was a sweet scene, though. He's like, you know, what are you doing, my sacred favorite sh sh chair? You know, like, you can't just say you're Bruce Wayne and think that that's going to explain why you're in my room, stranger. Um, but... But Rebecca, what did you think? I mean, you're a huge DC Films fan, so what did you think? I of, am. Yeah, I mean, you're. How many times have you seen BVS at this point? Oh, I well, I saw it 15 times in the theater, but I don't know how many times I've and seen she it. Hasn't, and she's not kidding you guys. She every time she went to see it, she would tweet it, and she yeah, I documented it. it. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think of all the trailers that came out? Yeah, I'm really excited about Wonder Woman. I thought that was a really solid trailer. They did a great job of putting that together and highlighting all of the good things, like the uh, the era that it was going to be in and her abilities and her powers. I loved seeing the lasso. Um, we got to see a little bit of the lasso in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, um, but it was very, you know, it, it was, you know, we kind of just saw her lasso doomsday and that's all we got to see of that. But that was a nice little tease here in the Wonder Woman trailer. We get to see her actually wield it and do some cool things with it. So that got me really excited. And I liked seeing how they've shot the movie in terms of the visuals that it, you know, it's going to bring, you know, the close-ups of the lasso and, and the way that they present her as you know these iconic images and so I'm, I'm really excited about that i'm excited to see more of the mascara i think we got a little tease of what that will look like and seeing all the amazons fight uh that was really exciting to me and i'm pumped about etta candy we got um an introduction to her at the the very the end of the trailer and i i know a lot of people online were speculating that that's who that character was but we didn't i don't think we had any real confirmation until the trailer happened so i'm pumped about etta candy <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun so i think the wonder woman movie is gonna be great and i'm i'm glad to have seen patty jenkins in the you know all the interviews and the panels and such and i, I think she's really excited to share that with everybody so i think that's gonna be good i'm excited for justice league and i you know i think the pre san diego comic-con live show that we did i mentioned that i thought Zack snyder was going to bring some footage and i'm glad to know that my faith and trust in Zack snyder uh paid off uh, because he totally understands that when you come to a convention, you got to bring something. So I, I wasn't expecting like a, like a teaser. I thought maybe they'd bring a clip or something. So I was very pleasantly surprised by what we got. So and a banner. I uh, yeah, and there was a picture as well. So I, I thought everybody looked good in the picture. And I am excited about Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I thought some of the stuff we got to see of him was very cool. The the shot of the water coming up and and kind of overcoming him, I thought was really awesome. And uh, I'm actually excited about Ezra Miller's Flash. I think the uh, idea that you know we do get to see his point of view is really cool. And I think that we'll see different variations on his speed. I don't think it's just going to be presented one way. I think we'll probably see different ways uh, of, of watching him do his uh, flash thing. So I, I think the Justice League stuff looks really awesome, and I'm excited about Suicide Squad. I try not to watch too much about Suicide Squad because I'm trying to kind of go in a little spoiler-free as much as possible, but it was fun to see, like, you know, Henry Cavill go up to the Suicide Squad autograph signing and, <laughs> and get them to sign his shirt. So those little things I thought were great. So I thought the DC film stuff killed it at uh, San Diego this year. Blaze, I know you were, I mean, Saturday was like a magical day for you because you were in Hollywood and you saw all the Marvel stuff and so on, but... Dude, I got to see it all. Did you get to, you, 
I got to see it all. You got a, you got a Marvel H Hall H cab. You got a Fantastic Beast. It's on right now. It's on right now. I'm wearing it right now. How appropriate for a DC for a DC comics recording. Uh, I have my bar I have my Batgirl shirt on too. <laughs> so. Uh, what did what did you think of the the DC traders for the films? Oh, dude, I thought DC killed it, and I am not. I have been let down by DC so far, and I'm pumped for it all. Like Wonder Woman looked sick. I think that's going to be an awesome movie. Justice League was just as rad. Um, I'm so pumped for Ezra Miller as a Flash. I think he's going to bring a great tone to it. I think. The suit looks cool, and most importantly, I just like that. You know, we knew they were going to have to do something different, bring something new to the table, and uh, and I like what they're giving us so far. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think he's going to nail the role. Um, I think the suit and the lightning, yeah, the speed looks really cool. I'm into that. So um, again, that yeah, they can take it like that Quicksilver route and have fun with it, and. Uh, Got to see Cyborg. That was pretty baller. I think he uh, looks solid. He looks mm. cool. And then um, Aquaman. I mean, I could go on about Aquaman for hours because he's my favorite <laughs> DC hero. But uh, Jason Momoa is the man. James Wan is a great director. I love the Conjuring films and everything he's done. And to put him underwater, that's. I hope he gives us some freaky stuff. And... Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm eyeing up those Jason Momoa Aquaman tattoos. I might might have to get some. <laughs> they're uh, they're pretty That's cool. Fantastic. Is someone having a little cr- a little crush? Yeah, dude. You serious? No, I'm I'm, I'm a little goals. <laughs> Jason Momoa life goals. Yeah, uh, the last time we, the last time we talked about Jason Momoa on this on the podcast, it was hilarious because. Yeah, I will tell you guys like it was. I, I don't know how it makes sense, but okay. Uh, Sean. How did you feel about the DC traders? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, well, let's. I'm gonna start with Justice League because there's something I need needed to address. Um, the Flash's suit, albeit it does look a little too like mech suity, um, it's actually some people and myself have akin it to uh, what the new Power Rangers movie suits kind of look like. Even so, someone actually photoshopped the Red Ranger into the Justice League photo over where the Flash would be, and I showed it to a few of few people, and uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't even realize that the Flash was missing from the picture. So, uh, let's see, Batman sort of underestimating like kind of like underplaying their abilities was pretty funny in the trailer it's like i hear you run fast i hear you can talk to fish (laughs) and then like i would like to see him go up to cyborg so i hear you're kind of robotic (laughs) and wonder woman uh holy cow Wonder Woman made my day and the second it went online i sent that over to my girlfriend and she started crying because she just it was yep. beautiful. Um, and typically female superheroes aren't, you know, portrayed in the best light because they're typically not directed or written by female writers and directors. 
and now we do have this, and it's going to be phenomenal, and it is going to be pretty much a masterpiece, I want to say. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for both of those movies. I did just watch Batman vs. Superman with my girlfriend the other day. Um, we had to cut it into chunks because it it was a little much for us. Because it was the ultimate edition. It was the, you know, three hour long version. Um, and I'm seeing Suicide Squad actually this Wednesday. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah. And Kat? Uh, I guess I'll just, I'll talk about Suicide Squad first. I didn't see the trailer, but uh, I, I don't, I kind of wish they wanted, you know, for them to show 10 minutes of the movie, I think would have been smart just because I don't, I don't know if we need another trailer for the movie, but to get people like really hyped during uh, the panel, I think that could have been cool. But going into the other trailers, uh, Wonder Woman was badass. I loved uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I I love the idea that it's taking place in World War One because I think World War Two would have been the setting we all thought it would have taken place because like women's rights and all that. But it's taking place where it wasn't about women's rights. So I'm really excited about well, that. Actually, that early time period did have uh, some suffrage stuff that was starting to come up. And I, I I don't know my history about the English suffrage, but I think they said that there's probably going to be some of that in the movie. And I, I'm game for it. Because I was just thinking about, like, you know, World War Two, all the men were out in war. So you saw a right. woman take over the jobs. So that's what, like, I feel like would have been the obvious. So I'm really excited to see, like you're saying, Rebecca, me learning some history that we may more of a wide audience doesn't know about, especially with yeah. feminism. Um, so. It's 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 around World War One that they have the huge suffragette act and everything going on in England. So we've got that. Sorry, back to you. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Everything else? Oh, uh, the secret identity part I want to talk about. Uh, I love that uh, Diana's going to have a secret identity, and I, I can't wait to see how they play with that. Because in the comics, it's always like an on and off thing. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. So uh, I'm excited to see how they play with that. I love the, the action, of course. So I was pumped for Wonder Woman. I loved it. Um, now, Just League, on the other hand, uh, I, there was definitely parts I really liked. I think Aquaman was a big part, and I'm not even an Aquaman fan from the comics. I'm the opposite of Blaze. I always try to pick up Aquaman, even like the current one, I, and I just dropped it because it's just not my thing. But I thought he looked pretty <laughs> he looked pretty badass in, uh, in this one. Uh, I also really liked Batman and Wonder Woman's banter. Uh, I thought that was cool. I hope they kind of go... I would like to see them go a romantic um, Me direction. too, Kat. I think it makes sense, uh, especially, I mean, obviously from the Just League cartoon, as well, a lot of us liked uh, about it, but I think uh, that relationship, they're so different that it works. Like, I think a reason that Superman and Wonder Woman, for me personally, didn't work in the comics was because they were too alike. So I, I would like to see that, and I think that worked really well in the trailer. Um, the two things I, I guess didn't work for me personally, um, I don't know how I like Ezra Miller as Flash. I guess I'll, I'll, you know, obviously I'll see the movie and judge it then. But I, I, I think he's a bit more Wally. I think he's a little bit more Wally-like, and I kind of wish we had Wally in this movie instead of Barry, because I feel like we're all going to compare it to the TV show. Look, we've already done that in this podcast. I think it would have been really easy to, to it would have been better see to see a lead Flash and and make it Wally West. Um, 
And then uh, Cyborg, I thought was really stiff. I guess no pun intended, but he was robotic. <laughs> oh my and... God, <laughs> 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 very I mean, stiff. it's gonna happen. <laughs> wow. um, and in the comics, he's not. He's the opposite of that. I feel like he's always really energetic. So, uh, I mean, again, you saw two seconds of him. I can't judge from that, but just from the trailer. Uh, and I think that's all I wanted to say about those. <laughs> well, that's a really good point. I had to add my about... robotic one. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's like... a good point you make about uh, Wally Cat. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I would have been game for that or Bart. Like, yeah, Bart would have been cool, too. Well, one of know... the others. Because you've got a good point. We are all going to be comparing whether we want to or not. Has this happened before? Have we ever had a character like this? I feel like we have. What do you mean? Like, being played at the ever... same time by two different actors? No, like a... Yeah, but like one well, on TV and one Brandon uh, Ralph, Brandon Ralph yeah. and Tom Welling. That's the close thing. Yep. But, but there's a, Tom Welling never became Superman during that point. You know, the, yeah. Superman Returns actually limited Smallville for that season because they were like, no, you can't show the Fortress this season. You can't have Lois be with Clark because we're doing it in the movie and so on. But that's t- kind of the mm-hmm. only time they've done that. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of any other time. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't go with Wally or Bart because, you know, I mean, because, you know, it was recently announced that Kiersey Clemens will be playing Iris West in the movies, which means we're going yeah. we're gonna, to we're gonna have, is that a good yaw or is it that a... Has it no, yaw? I'm stoked. Oh, awesome. And because that means that we will have, again, a black Wally and also a, a mixed race Bart, which we'll hopefully be seeing on the TV show one day. So, you know, I'm excited for that. You know, I mean, I'm glad they're keeping Iris Black in the movies but because, you know, that's a good forward they did in the show. So why not just honor that, you know? Plus, guys, the Flash family in the comic is so freaking vanilla that it's not even funny anymore. It is so white that I'm glad that the show and the films are actually doing more diverse. Uh, but as we Do you start, think we'll be comparing Iris, though, from the movie to the I, TV I, show? I, I won't allow any of you to do that on any of the shows that I produce. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure there's going to be comparisons. <gasps> but it seems like they're going to be, you know, she's going to be very much in spirit of who Iris is. Anyway. I mean, it's, I think there's a difference, though, because with, with Flash, I mean, like, the fact that they're doing a movie around him at the same time as a show is like, I mean, it shouldn't. I, I, I personally, it shouldn't even happen. I feel because I mean, again, should, we should keep be like talking Hulk. about comparisons. It should be like the Hulk. He is in a he's a supporting character that shows up in multiple movies, and and you know, like I mean, for example, I would have preferred if the Cyber movie was coming out in twenty eighteen instead of having I it be honestly. The, I don't even think Cyborg could hold his own movie. I he no, there, no okay. No. I, I I mean, I'm just gonna say that like he's before the the new 52 he's never even had his own comic book so yeah. for a character who's never had his own comic book i don't know if he i i kind of want him in like a leader of a team film a team like yeah i would really I like to see I think that that's do, i think that's what they're doing i think they're reforming the cyber movie into cyborg and that'd be sense. great i would love to see that i think that makes a lot of sense um but as we're starting to kind of you know run out of time and so on. let's do like a lightning ra- no pun intended because flash lightning haha ha. uh let's do a lightning round of you know things that we haven't touched about and that, pe- that you guys may want to talk about so you know we said we had some arrow stuff we had you know we got some more information about the one episode we found out that dr alchemy is coming to the flash we got oh some- oh amy no I- sorry no, 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 continue no, no, talking and no no, no no you talk you, you talk i need to learn to let people finish their complete thoughts before interrupting okay. um crossovers yes the crossover for dc tv it sounds like is only a three-part episode mark guggenheim mentioned in the arrow panel i think it was him that he said something about i don't remember the context he said something about one of them appearing on the arrow night 
which is in the middle of the of the three part crossover. I thought we were looking at a four part crossover with Supergirl and everything, and that's what Blake Neely had said. But then it sounds like they're doing a three part crossover, so I don't know. I don't well, know what to expect. Kat and I, we were in depression for Supergirl, and I'm pretty sure that at, at, at the table she was at as well, that any time these actors talked about the crossover, they said four show crossover. I think they think they're in the crossover. <laughs> and but there's a know. difference <laughs> between four show crossover and four part crossover. So you could have all oh. four shows on one. So you show. Think, you I think, think it's going to be a four show, three part crossover Ooh. on Flash, wow. Arrow, and tough. Legends, so or Supergirl, Supergirl comes into Flash. Flash. Yeah, something like that. Guys, and then like, guys, I, from guys, there, I'm still terrified of how we're going to plan that podcast crossover, though, because <laughs> they're going to. You feel that like the shows will have it easier than we will. So, yeah, but, but yeah, but, but, I mean, I, I don't. Just, I've heard four part, but what Amy's saying makes sense because, but that means that. We you won't might just start. insinuated it was four parts. I mean, the, but, but Mark, I remember Mark Pettit was saying part. I mean, I'm going to Google this later, but this makes it. Yeah, no, that's that, what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, but that, because that means that then we won't start on Monday with Supergirl. Like, you know, like when, you know, when, when we watch Supergirl on Monday that, that week, it will have nothing to do with the crossover unless it sets it up. But it isn't. I mean, like. We're not looking at four episodes as a whole crossover event. We're looking at three episodes, but having four shows involved. Like kind of like Legends did last year. It was like it was a free show crossover, but in a two-parter. So that make might make more sense. Or did I kind of just confuse everyone? No, I think we're gonna sense. have to wait. In, I think we're gonna have to yeah, wait and see. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> let, let, so let's do that lightning round. Talk about something that we haven't brought up. Like you know, you know, we have seen. You know, we've seen the Superman costume recently. You know, we've all we got some. There wasn't a lot of Super Bowl news. So, anyone who wants to bring up anything that we haven't touched upon, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. So, Kat, you go ahead. What is there anything from Comic Con in terms of DC TV that you want to bring up that you're excited about? Were you let down by anything, or do you you know do you have any favorite moment from panels or the con as a whole? Yeah, um, that's a that's a big question. All right, um, that's what I do. Thing I was disappointed by. No Jesse Quick. It's disappointed by that. Um, I would talk about the super suits, and of course, I'm probably the only one who will bring up Arrow. But um, uh, super suits, I, I personally really like um, Tyler's suit a lot. Um, and and we, I mean, there's other photos that were released post, uh, and I think it looks great. Um, I love his hair in the other photos, uh, and I'm I'm stoked for it. I know there was like some mixed reactions. Some people liked it, some people didn't, but I I loved it. Uh, and uh, for me, for Arrow, um, I'm I'm personally excited for the season. I like the idea that we're kind of having this legacy feel to the show, and that Thea and Diggle are kind of put on a higher mantle. It seems like that they are like the more mature people um in on the team and they're they're not treated as sidekicks i think they're really being treated as their own character which i'm really stoked for because as you guys know i'm a huge thea fan she was in the speedy costume in the trailer so we at least know that she'll be speedy one more time uh and yeah i was actually impressed with the trailer so i'm excited to see where it goes um and uh that's all i really wanted to talk about sean do you have do you have anything you want to bring up uh, well, actually, I'm going to talk about Arrow, so you're not the only one. Um, because I'm actually quite interested in him building a new Team Arrow. Because, from what I see, he's going to be like, you brought me a bunch of amateurs? Really? And what is he... And I want to see how much 
better he's going to be as a mentor now to sort of teach these newbies how to do how to be a hero which i always love as as just me i love watching people love like that. start from knowing absolutely nothing and becoming these extravagant heroes of any kind really and i mean i'm just really excited that all four of these shows are on the same network and on top of that i'm I mean, I am from iZombie Radio, so I'm going to talk about iZombie for hey. just a brief moment. <laughs> um, I'm actually excited for that show, too, because they're bringing in a lot. Like, it's a sh- probably a smaller season, so it's going to be more story-driven. And just some of the brains that were announced at both the press room and the panel, I'm excited for. Because... <laughs> It's going to be some very interesting time in Seattle, for sure. And, uh, yeah, just, it's a great time to be a comic book nerd. Now, so true. Amy, but I don't know, I don't know if you watch <laughs> iZombie, but if you don't, you need to start watching iZombie because it is one of the greatest shows ever. It just took Andy two plus seasons to yeah. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> because I have so much time yes, on my do. hands yes, to start another do. show. You do. I haven't even seen the second half of the season of Agents of Shield. I am haven't either. Desperate for more time. All I want is a Wave Rider. Like without a Hunter. I I need a Tardis. Can I have a Tardis? No, you don't get to get a Tardis. You don't get a Tardis because you don't watch Doctor Who. Don't use Doctor Who. Yes, because I don't have time. So it's a paradox and a time (laughs) issue. So if I had a Tardis, I would have time to watch Doctor Who and therefore could get a Tardis. You need a TARDIS and a Wave Rider. You need, to watch you need double the time. Epi- you need to watch at least Works one episode relates. before you get to use a TARDIS, Amy. That's the rules. Those are the rules. Um, Amy, is... Nothing. Continue. <laughs> okay. Amy, is there anything you want to bring up that you know we haven't talked about? Because you know, there was a lot of things that happened. You know, There was Super Bowl stuff. There were Flash stuff. There were Arrow stuff and so on. Um, anything you want to... um, there, were you let down by anything? Was there something that you expected but didn't get? You know, I was a bit surprised by the Flashpoint trailer. Um, I think, honestly, I had expected it to be a little bit closer to the actual comic Flashpoint. However, no uh, the thing that I was expecting the most would be that Barry wouldn't have his speed. So I had to think about that. At first, I was like, gosh, he has his speed and the particle accelerator happened. To me, that's a huge digression from the Flashpoint comic. However... Um, I I thought about it and I'm going, okay, well, that would be the third time that they have done a plot line that surrounds Barry not being able to run or not having his speed. And we've already done that bit of the flashpoint in the last season. Um, I think the only thing that I wish we had discovered is in the flashpoint comic, we have Bruce Wayne, or sorry, uh, Thomas Wayne, Bruce's dad, as kind of Barry's begrudging ally in the flashpoint comic because in the comic spoiler alert uh bruce dies and thomas survives and becomes batman so i was kind of hoping for a nod to that but we didn't get it yet and i don't i don't i think we will we just didn't see it right away but honestly everything else i was really thrilled with i'm excited where we go um i'm excited to see where arrow goes i'm hoping to get right back on track uh (laughs) stephen amell on the panel basically said almost word for word, I cannot wait until we're done with these flashbacks so we can get back to telling a good story. <laughs> he basically said that. I was like, oh, okay then. Um, I think we all agree with him. Same. <laughs> Absolutely. 
he's like, we've trapped ourselves in this sort of they necessity just, storytelling. You should just leave it. I mean, I would. I don't think anyone would care. No, it's like, I, just I mean, leave no, it. I want them to. Do, I mean, look, Adam is gonna throw a fizzy if he doesn't get that rushing conclusion that he wants because he. That's true. Yeah, we do get to see <laughs> the. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Adam has been on. Like every time we talk about Flyburn Era, he's always like, but you know. The Russian and the flashback. I'm like, okay, we will, Adam, we will get there. But Adam, Andy, Russians. Um, Amy, you haven't said a word about Tom Felton. You were in the same room as Ga- again. Like, what was that like? <gasps> That's right. Because we didn't see anything about him because he hasn't filmed anything yet. Um, th- I am a huge fan of Tom Felton. So it cracked me up that they all clearly are already getting along very well. And I will never forget Tom Felton is sitting up there and he said, they, I, they ask him a question. He says, well, look, here's the thing. The last time I was at Comic-Con, I was here advertising a show that was represented by a lightning bolt. So it's kind of full circle. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Because the last time he was here was for Deathly Hollows for Harry Potter. I'm like, oh my gosh, Tom Felton and lightning bolts. They're just adorable together. <laughs> so I'm stoked. Amy, let me tell you something. He, he likes our Flash podcast caps. Cool. Yeah, no, he, he, he was like, can I have yours? I'm like... And I stuttered, and he said, "Oh, I'm just kidding. I, I had one in my bag. I could have given it to him, but yeah, no. Um, do, you totally. Do you do you think he is? Uh, because we did that. They announced that uh, we're gonna see Doctor Alchemy this season as one of the big bads. Do you think? I he- literally have no theories. I do not know enough about any of his character to make any suggestions. I'm totally calling that Tom Felon is Doctor Alchemy because in the press room he said that he was tested for costumes and measure. I mean, they do it for all the actors, but I'm like. But the fact that he's a result at a flashpoint interests me. Uh, I don't know if he said that at the panel, but that's what he said to us in the press room. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what that could mean. Um, let's see, who have I not? Uh, uh, Rebecca, was there anything from Comic Con that you saw, but that we haven't talked about? Uh, well, the the thing I'm really excited about with Supergirl, and we, we have a, an episode about San Diego uh, coming out this Wednesday, so you'll hear more about that, but uh, Makad Brooks actually talked about how he had a storyline that he was really excited about coming up for James, and <laughs> that made me really excited because on Supergirl Radio, we have talked about how James has not been used very well. He has virtually done nothing <laughs> on Supergirl, and so that's kind of disappointing. So uh, hopefully we'll get something more from him. And the thing I was disappointed with was that they, I guess they didn't have a lot to announce for Supergirl. I mean, last year we got villain announcements, and this year uh, they didn't really have much, so they dropped the fact that Chris Wood was going to be in the pod. They didn't say who he was playing, but I was kind of bummed by that because that was a really big mystery at the end of season one and everyone was speculating about it. And so now that's not really a mystery so much anymore. And I kind of wish they had not announced that, <laughs> but I guess they had to say something. Uh, so we'll, we'll have more about Supergirl on Supergirl radio. Um, but my favorite moment uh, from this whole convention was seeing Ezra Miller come out for the Justice League panel dressed as Gandalf. And <laughs> uh, that was like my all-time favorite thing because who does that? I don't know. Um, but that was just really funny. And he came out as a wizard at the Justice League panel and not at the Fantastic Beasts, which I thought was funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm excited 
to see what happens with the DC TV shows uh, this next season with all the crossover potential and um, hopefully we'll we'll get some really good Supergirl stuff. Um, but yeah, overall it was a really good uh, newsworthy event. Are you happy with Superman costume? Um, that's another thing that we're planning to talk about on Supergirl Radio. Um, I I honestly did not like the picture that they put out. I thought it was very odd. I actually had to check and make sure it was an official picture because it looked like something someone photoshopped and put on Tumblr. So <laughs> I had to make sure that it was official um, before I made a decision about that. Um, but I think that I like the fact that it sort of fits the narrative of the show that Kara made Karen when fashioned her suit to sort of look like his, but it wasn't the same. So I like that she has her own S shield uh, apart from his, that they're not so matchy matchy. I think that makes sense for the storyline in the show. And uh, I, 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 I think I'm not sure I have to go back and look, but the S shield on Superman suit sort of looked like Dean Cain's to me. So I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, and I know that his suit is sort of impartially uh, a nod to like n- the new 52 suit with the belt. I think the red belt on Superman's suit is so unnecessary. <laughs> it's just one of my personal dislikes about Superman's suit. I don't understand the purpose of it. Like, is it holding up his suit? I don't understand why he needs a belt. Um, but other than that, I, I think he'll be fine. I actually was sort of won over by Tyler Hecklin with the interviews that I saw of him. He seems like a really nice guy. He seems like uh, he gelled with the cast and that he's, you know, excited to play the part. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the character. And finally, Blaze, do you have anything you want to bring up that we have talked about? Um, let's see. I guess... Uh... I think iZombie is going to be great. I think it's going to like really pop open the whole world and everything next season. So the little teasers they gave us were pretty promising for what should be a good story. Um, Arrow, I'm definitely pumped for. I think that it with these new characters and everything, it is going to get you know back to that feel that they're talking about with you know seeing these uh, nobodies grow into heroes and everything so i'm hopeful for that i want arrow to be good again and i think this is a an interesting step in the right direction um really excited for supergirl and everything um yeah i don't know i'm pretty much uh pumped for it all i thought it was a lot of good news and everything and some uh fun stuff coming up yeah and i i guess for me i mean i you know everything that you guys have mentioned so on, but uh, definitely one of my all-time favorite moments was definitely, you know, spending a Friday night with Amy and Lauren at the CW party and having the time of our life. Um, um, we had we had a lot of fun together, you know. Of course, I mean, of course, all the announcements, all the traders, everything, everything was amazing, but that Friday night, you can't, that, you cannot beat that. Um, uh, I, don't, I, mean, if you, I don't know if you want to say something about it, but you know, for me, that was, I mean, that, I mean, I think that was something special for us as, you know, because that was a huge thing for us, as everyone from the Flashback is there, you know, seeing a lot of the cast members, you know, were saying, you know, hey, ladies, I listen to you guys, and, you know, and then, you know, meeting all those people. Um, I don't know, do you want to say something about it? Well, I, I just want to say thank you to them who, um, the wonderful cast members 
could have been like no photos uh but they were willing to share and talk and that was really fantastic so thank you to all the cast and crew who were there who said hi to us and took photos with us and were just general fantastic sports about everything um i owe you guys all a drink and i think that's gonna be a good place to end it at uh a very successful San Diego Comic-Con 2016 uh, and you know who knows what's going to happen next year I, I bet that most of us will be back there um, I'm you know my, my goal for 2017 is to whether she wants to or not get Rebecca down there to San Diego at least once. <laughs> I mean I don't care what, I mean I will we will kidnap you Rebecca we will we will take a midnight train I mean to I will not go as far as breaking the law uh, but Blaze, Blaze, you, you definitely Blaze, should come Blaze, you it's know. not an issue of whether you do whether or not I want to go, it's logistics that are, are part of the issue. But yeah, that would be fun. We're gonna hook you up. That's it's all good. We're gonna make sure that you get down <laughs> there, and then you know, as you can see, I mean, the fact that, that, that there was a Superman statue from the BBS and you weren't there felt it felt like a crime actually. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, Rebecca should be here. Yeah, Morgan statue. made me really jealous. She sent me a picture of it, and I was like, "Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about it. Like, we feel <laughs> so bad that she's not here. We didn't even get you a Supergirl bag." Um, that's that's right. But we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, let's do a quick um, lightning round of plugs where people can find you guys, and and then we're gonna sign up. So, Amy, you started off. Uh, you folks can find me on Twitter at Amy underscore Marie 97. You can also find me on Instagram at the same thing. Snapchat Amy Marie underscore 97 because someone else had already Ooh. taken Amy underscore Marie 97. How oh, dare they? Plot twist. <laughs> I was like, really? It's like on uh, when I tried to do that on uh, on Pokemon Go. Someone already took that. I was like, really? Fine. No one has Amy Hypnorowski. Ha <laughs> ha. Or they shouldn't. Um other than that, you can find me on the Flash Podcast and the Legends of Tomorrow Podcast and at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park talking for a living because clearly I like to talk a lot. But you do you do really well, Amy. So, you know, I mean, there's that. Um, you do really well. Uh, Rebecca, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, it's uh, at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And I'm on a little bit of a Twitter sabbatical right now, but that that's going to end soon. So if you want to follow me, I'll, I'll be out ranting and raving uh soon on twitter um but you can also find supergirl radio at supergirlradio.com and we're also on itunes and stitcher and google play and all that good stuff so you can find us there cat where can people find you on the, i mean you you're doing like a lot i i mean, i i honestly never even name everything because it'd be too much <laughs> but um on twitter it's at comic you know my youtube channel just search comic you know i'm also part of group youtube channel uh, comic Frontline, and uh, I'm the comic uh, editor over at the Marvel Report, so go check that out. Uh, of course, Legends Tomorrow podcast. Um, my comic book, like Father Like Daughter, we're getting ready for issue four. I have another comic coming out um, that's kind of hitting the stand soon. That has to do with um, like Father Like Daughter. Uh, just everything, so go check out, check it all out. <laughs> Blaze, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find my writing on tvovermind.com and at the Marvel Report. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Blaze Hopkins. Find me on Instagram, BlazeH23. Um, yeah, you know, I'm out and about. I'm always always out. So. And Sean, where can people find you on the internet? Virtually everywhere on the internet at Snarky Sean, except for Snapchat for some strange reason. <laughs> 
I'm Sean the Psychic on Snapchat. <laughs> Don't know why. There's probably a story behind it. Maybe I thought I was psychic once. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm into it. <laughs> M- mine uh, used can... to be... Sorry, go ahead. Interrupt you me. can also find my my uh, animation reviews over on at the Marvel Report. And uh, Blaze and I both uh, co-host iZombie Radio, so you can find oh, us. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you forgot that one, Blaze. Oh, he is on the way. Good he's, on he's you. It's like 1 a.m. Yeah, he's 1 on the, a.m. Yeah, I mean, bless, <laughs> no. bless Rebecca, Blaze, and Kat for sitting up so late. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, and people can find me on on the tw- on the Twitter and Instagram at Andy Babacht. Babacht is spelled B H B A K H T. I mean, I am I am on Snapchat, but I don't even know how to do a snap. I can barely open one when Amy sends me snap. I'm like, no, I actually, de- I actually Dude, I'm the it. master Snapchatter. <laughs> okay, you will have to teach me. Uh, so yeah, I guess you know. Nope. Well, screw you. Uh, um, and you can also find all of my work at TV Overmind, Hero Hollywood, where I'm the TV editor for. I'm also I'm also the editor in chief of the Moral Report. I'm also the moderator of DC Podcast. And all of these work can now be found on my portfolio website at andybook.com. I sound like a, such a diva for <laughs> naming a website after leaving my name. Uh, and also, you can find you can find me on my public Facebook page now at andybook official. I really sound like a douchebag for having all this now. Uh, but, um, yeah, and also, you can find me here on the Flash Podcast, theflashpodcast.com. So, that's going to wrap up our live show that we did tonight. And all these up, this episode will be up on the iZombie Radio feed, Super Radio feed, the Little Tomorrow Podcast feed, and the Flash Podcast feed. So, in case you, you weren't able to tune in, you will now. You'll be able to listen on your feed and enjoy it and, you know, Enjoy listening to us ramble and geek out about the one that I was saying, Comic Con 2016. So, for everyone here and everyone on the DC Podcast Network, I'm Andy B, and we will see you next time on DC Podcast. Hey. Hey. See you soon. Bye bye. Peace out. <laughs>